Ah, yes. Politics, politics, politics. What a crazy business. Who would want to be in politics? Not Jimi Hendrix, I'll tell you that much. Let me tell you this. But a lot of politics on the plate today. You know, it's uh, it's only it's the permanent campaign that the Democrats have inflicted upon us to further divide us and tear the country asunder. Asunder, that's like a marital vows word, right? But the left is here, and they are the Democrat Party. And the left, they've saddled up with Hamas, among other things. We got Cori Bush. She's a congresswoman. She's a member of the Jihad Squad. She spoke today. She's talking about Hamas as though she's a part of Hamas. She says us, talking about herself and Hamas, because she's an anti-American, racist, xenophobic, um, anti-Semitic, anti-American, radical, and perfectly in the mainstream of the Democrat Party in 2023. An extraordinary thing. But um, big, the big... The big announcement from Joe Manchin, that was that was kind of fun. He's not going to run for re-election. The Senate in West Virginia, uh, the Democrats don't really like him much anyway. But it looks as though the Republican governor in West Virginia, Jim Justice, great name, is uh, running for the Senate seat as a Republican. And it looks like he's doing very well in the polls. And uh, maybe not a coincidence that uh, the Democrat uh, sometimes and and not always is uh, planning on dropping out of the uh, the race, Joe Manchin, and now he's talking about joining forces with Mitt Romney, who a uh, former sometime Republican, and they may run on the no labels or something uh, ticket. That's not really a ticket now, but. No labels. We're neither Republican nor Democrat. One of them, a uh, uh, now former Democrat senator, or soon to be former Democrat senator, and the other one, the uh, Mitt Romney, and he's former lots of things. But they're talking about running on a on a ticket. And then there is that Marianne Williamson, and she's out there. And then there's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Right. And then there's there's uh, who else? They so got uh, all kinds of people out there. The radical Green Party, Jill Stein. Got all these people on the left running all over the place. And I suspect none of them will impact a single Trump vote. But many of them will affect uh, lots of Joe Biden votes or whoever it is that they have running next year. Because. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so Joe Manchin, he's not running. On, and also this could swing because Jim Justice is a Republican. And, um, and you know, this is the balance of the Senate. It's all such a ridiculous game. It shouldn't be a part of our everyday lives. You know what I mean? Politics in Washington should not be a part of, of our everyday lives as Americans. It should function properly so that we don't have to pay too much attention to what's going on in Washington, but they make that impossible because it's a terrible television show, a cable television show. But politics, politics, politics. And the polls really have the polls have the Democrats in a panic. And Joe Biden was asked about it yesterday, and I want to share I want to share some of that with you because 
it's uh, it's crazy out there. And and you never know what's going to happen next, which is why you have to stay tuned for the next exciting episode. And the cable channels, they, um, you know, still nobody watches CNN and nobody watches NBC, MSNBC, but never mind that. Mansion retirement boosts West Virginia coal scion Senate bid. Republican Governor Jim Justice solidifies front-runner status with Joe Manchin stepping down. Oh, no, that's another Republican seat in the Senate. So now his life is in danger because Democrats, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, they had to arrest somebody yesterday for threatening to assassinate Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican member of Congress, Georgia. Democrats hate her more than they hate most other people. But they do hate most other people, too. All right, I want to get to some audio, and then I want to share with you some of the polls, some of the polls that are out, and it's got CNN very concerned, and very concerned indeed. Let's go to number 13, number 13, which is where our Joe Biden audio sound bites start today. He was asked about this limp-wristed military strike in Syria, where he, as President of the United States, ordered that the U.S. military strike a an effectively useless empty warehouse not filled with the bad fighters that are trying to kill American troops in Syria and Iraq, but uh, just a symbolic uh, gesture of sorts that the U.S. military can strike them, and, they'll, and they will. And he was asked, well, these strikes uh, didn't really produce any results. Why, why bother? Why is it that, and I've, I keep pointing this out, the more advanced our technology gets, the harder it is to hear our politicians. The microphones are never, we have these directional microphones called shotgun mics. They're, you know, long tubular mics. And then you put them on what they call fish poles, telescoping, uh, aluminum poles, and We had better audio 50 years ago than we get today. Every time President Trump comes out to speak, you can't hear anything he's saying because the news media doesn't have the. But uh, there's uh, Joe Biden. Oh, well, it was, you know, it was a no, it was a great strike. It was a really good strike. Everybody likes my strike. It was it was so uh, wonderful. The the strike was Uh, just just amazing uh, how uh, awful. And it's our news media. You know, it's it's their fault. They know that they're going to produce terrible audio. And uh, Joe Biden was, oh, no, it was a real good strike. It didn't accomplish anything, and Iran is not intimidated, and their proxy groups are, are not intimidated by us because we're not striking them. Uh, so he, he just pretends that this was a real good thing, and the media pretends along with him. Uh, but it was, in fact, an embarrassing, feckless, useless strike that blew up a mostly empty building and <clears throat> didn't impress anyone. But when asked about it, Joe Biden gave, Joe Biden gave a, a, a flat, boring kind of non-answer. And that's okay because he's a Democrat. Joe Biden also was at an event, a, a, delivered a speech in um, Illinois yesterday. And it was a union uh, thing because they love strikes and unions. Unions raise a lot of money for them and get out the vote for them and and pay no attention to what they're actually doing, which is great. But Joe Biden was uh, giving a speech 
when a pro-Hamas Democrat in the crowd heckled him. And that's always amusing. Here's uh, Joe Biden being heckled. Here's the deal. I got raised on automobiles. My dad ran an auto. He didn't own it. He ran an automobile agency for a long time. Oh, shut up, lady. No, 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 let let it go. No, no, no. no. She's a voter. No, no, let it. It's okay. Anyway, anyway. Look, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is, I grew up in neighborhoods where I know what it likes when the plant closes down. What? Yeah, no, no, you didn't. And uh, no, you're not. Um, Heckled by pro-Palestinian protester. And that's, uh, you know, just the Democrat Party. They're, they're pro-Hamas. Hamas is a radical Islamic terrorist organization that is genocidal. But Joe Biden, and he put on a stupid T-shirt, and he was giving a, an idiotic speech, and, and he's in Illinois, United Auto Workers. And um, these crazy people out there, and that's, it's, it's kind of sad, but the crowd lynched her afterward, and she's dead. It's, it's, uh, it's very, very tragic. Well, moderately tragic, slightly sad, perhaps amazing stuff, heckled. Because Democrats, you know, and how many uh, how many protesters were dragged out of the hearing uh, yesterday? It was a hearing on Capitol Hill. I think 10 individual protesters were dragged out of the hearing because they were standing up one at a time, screaming at the top of their lungs, being pro-radical Islamic jihad, which is... Kind of interesting. But the Democrat Party has gone mad. They've really gone mad. Speaking of the United Auto Workers, he's in Illinois, and they're the pro-jihad Democrat Party boosters, supporters, and voters heckled again by a protester demanding a Gaza ceasefire. President holds rowdy rally where a crowd chants, Trump to be jailed. And, um, uh, you know, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, but, uh, I, Trump said it first, you know, lock her up. So that makes it okay with the news media because our news media is as corrupt as any institution you're going to find anywhere on the planet Earth. In fact, here he is in uh, Illinois with, uh, where he mentioned President Trump who's beating him in all the polls. You know, Donald Trump often says, we're now, quote, we're now a failing nation. We're a nation in decline. Yeah. And by the way, the reason I'm is these these mega Republicans, I don't know where they come from. No, I I mean, I I mean, sincerely. From the military? But that's not what I see. From police forces? Well, you don't, you know, you're not aware of anything that's going on around you. You just sit in your high chair, kicking your feet back and forth, watching episodes of Hazel and eating bowls of Cheerios, bowls of porridge. Yeah, I don't see. No, everything's going great. No, this is, ain't this great. This is, uh, and uh, they'll uh, jail him. And, and yeah, you notice also that when he mentioned Trump, the, the anti-Trump enthusiasm was kind of low for a mob of 
uh, Democrats who usually loot and burn police cars and attack police stations and things. Amazing. Now, here he is. And uh, <clears throat> someone apparently on the press riser fell, took a fall, according to reports. And it was a member of the press corps traveling, presumably, or maybe local press, covering the presidential event in Illinois, United Auto Workers. And you got to say workers there because it's in their name. You know, it's the, it's the UAW. They, they're fine with workers because there are a lot of Bolsheviks in the, uh, in the union operation. But he's speaking at the event and somebody fell down. And, um, and he said, hey, somebody fell. But he was thrilled because this time it wasn't him. Workers are ready to work harder than anybody else. Workers. But they just need to be given a shot, a fair shot and a fair wage. That's not too much to ask. You okay? <laughs> I want the press to know that wasn't me. It wasn't that funny. They're eager for anything positive, anything good. I want the press to know it wasn't me. Well, the press knows because it was a member of the press that fell from the stand that the press was on. So, you know. But the crowd went wild because it was a self-deprecating joke about him falling downstairs and tripping over sandbags and, and uh, being a, a, a maroon, as Bugs Bunny would say. I just want the press to know it wasn't me. Uh, then uh, back at the White House, meanwhile, back at the White House, Joe Biden asked by Peter Ducey about his dismal, horrible, terrible poll numbers. And he makes up something about there being a lot of good polls out there, but you guys just aren't paying attention to them. Why do you think it is that you're trailing Trump in all these swing state polls? Because you don't read the polls out from Gibbler in 10 polls. Eight of them, I'm beating him in those states. Eight of them. You guys only do two. CNN and New York Times. Check it out. Check it out. We'll get you a copy of all those are polls. I don't believe you're trailing in battleground states. No, I don't. See, uh, why are you trailing in the polls? Because you only read two of them. Well, interestingly enough, CNN's poll, terrible, terrible for, uh, for him. And interestingly, after Joe Biden said that, CNN published, well, the White House released a list of the polls that they like, but they shouldn't. And those polls are coming up. And even the communist Van Jones thinks that maybe Joe Biden is polishing this turd. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, we're back, and uh, I tell you what, I think I want to take a call now, and we'll get to the polls. Joe Biden lying about the polls yesterday. Oh no, eight of them are real good if you're very severely mentally impaired. 
But we'll get to those. And uh, Van the Communist Jones, Democrat, CNN, Obama, White House, you know, uh, just another commie. Uh, let's go to uh, the telephones because on the line we have Bill calling from Belvedere, Illinois, which is where Joe Biden's UAW event was yesterday. And Bill, you were at the Joe Biden event in Be- Belvedere, Illinois yesterday. That's correct. Did you have a lot of fun? I did not. It was uh, <laughs> a very awkward uh, environment and uh, just to hear the way everybody spoke about the other opposite party and it was kind of crazy. Well, uh, tell me about it. Now, you're, you're a regular American. You're a regular person. You're a UAW member and you're at the event, uh, but your politics may not be the politics of the union leadership and of Joe Biden. That's correct. Okay. And uh, were you required to be at the event? I was not required to be at the event, but there was invitations set out, and I, I thought I'd go check it out. You don't really get opportunities like that, but I, I really wanted to see what was going to be said firsthand and sure. see if there was going to be a spectacle or yeah. any gas. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's a, there is an entertainment value built in, and it's the president of the United States, and he's in your town, and you're and you're invited to the event, so you go to the event. And when you say uh, what you were hearing about uh, Republicans and, you know, Trump and the political parties, what what kind of stuff were you hearing? Just pretty much that, the other, that we're all liars and we can't admit the truth about anything and we have problems accepting how things are in the world and just that we lie so much. And it was, it was just, it was a lot. And I just, some of it I just couldn't believe, like, you just can't really see common sense, I guess. Yeah, uh, common sense isn't. Almost. Yeah, brainwashed. Yeah, delete almost. It is. It is brainwashing, and uh, the Republicans are uh, terrible liars and can't accept the real world and the uh, the way things are. Um, yeah, well, that's uh, look. Uh, you know, Bill. That's what the that's what the Democrat Party preaches and teaches. It's about division. Uh, it's about tearing the country apart and asunder. And in the end, it's about their own power. It's about securing power. And uh, they do it by way of division and hostility. And they're very effective at it because of information dominance. Thanks, Bill. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right. Well, that was Joe Biden lying yesterday to uh, Peter Ducey. That's because you guys, I'm doing bad in the polls because you guys just look at two of them. Eight out of ten, I'm, I'm, I'm beating him. He is a lion sack of Jewia, is what he is. Can't believe anything he says. Even CNN uh, posted on their uh, website uh, the, the polls, the stack of polls. And let me just share with you. Uh, the Associated Press poll has Joe Biden with a 38% approval rating 
and a 61% disapproval rating. So that would be a bad one. And he mentioned CNN and the New York Times poll, right? That's what he mentioned. The CNN poll has Joe Biden with 39% instead of 38% from AP approval rating and still a 61% disapproval rating. The Quinnipiac poll has him with a 39% approval rating and a 58% disapproval rating. That's not very good. The Gallup poll has him with worse 37% approval rating, 59% disapproval rating. CBS has him, CBS News, YouGov, with a 40% approval rating. That's one of his best numbers that you're going to find anywhere. And 60% disapproval rating. These are tragic numbers. Grinnell College, 38% approval. You've got CNBC, 37% approval. Quinnipiac, 38%. 38%. This is the, uh, a separate poll uh, from Quinnipiac University with 38% approval rating. The CNN poll with a 41% approval, 59% disapproval. I'm still looking for the eight polls where he's winning. And there's not one, not a single poll. He just said, I'm beating. Oh, you're looking at Peter Ducey, Fox News. You're looking at the wrong polls. You're just looking at two. Yeah, the New York Times and CNN, who are your bootlicks? And so he lied. He just made it up and said, oh, no, I'm winning an eight of the ten, but there's not a single poll here where he's winning. The NPR poll, he does best because they're the biggest bootlicks. 42%, that's his highest approval rating you're going to find anywhere. 42% approval rating from National Panhandler Radio, 50% disapproval, which is better than the 61% disapproval that he's getting elsewhere. NBC News, 41% approval. Honestly, just uh, just tragic. The Washington Post poll, 37% approval. I'm still looking for the one where he's beating, and, and not to mention the eight, the eight polls where he says he's beating Donald Trump, and there isn't one. There is not one, nor two, certainly not eight. Embarrassing. What a clown he is. Let's go to uh, uh, the communist, Van Jones. Van Jones, who... Uh, at least used to, when they brought him into the Obama administration, they were very proud they had been looking at him for years, and he's a self-described communist, and they brought him into the Obama White House to be a communist. And Van Jones is now with CNN, the communist news network, and Van Jones saying, you know, listen, the Biden-Harris thing is uh, not looking good at all. The Biden-Harris coalition could be called the, the Humpty Dumpty coalition right now, uh, just falling apart. <clears throat> just falling apart. The, the Latino boat on the ground, the youth boat on the ground, the black boat on the ground. This is, this is not good. This is not good. Uh, notice how everything with them is race. They're all racialists, if not racists. The Latino vote, the black vote, that's true, he's doing terrible uh, with, uh, doing terribly with the Latino vote and the African-American vote. And that's the way they see you. If you are Latino, they see you as a Latino and they're going to offer you Latino things. And if that's what you want, you may be in the wrong country. If you're African-American, they see you as African-American, not as an American, but as an African-American. Latino, you're a Latino-American. You don't have the same aspirations that I have. You don't have the same interests in government that I have. Your interests are different. So they come up with things that you know only you would like. It's, uh, again, a way of balkanizing the country, breaking us down by identity group 
and uh, in the end, pitting us against one another for resources because Democrats. Um, all right, I know that there are a lot of uh, let's let's uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Dave calling from let's see uh, from Louisiana. Dave listening on the WMAL app. Let's uh, what is it? Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches, Nacogdoches, Louisiana. Louisiana. I married a girl from Nacogdoches. I'm from New Jersey originally. (laughs) (laughs) I love your show, Chris. Been living to you, listening to you since uh, you were. I I was working in Grand Rapids years ago, and so uh, a real pleasure to talk to you. Welcome. Thank Uh, you very much. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. My father uh, flew in World War II out of uh, Brazil, looking for U-boats in the Caribbean. Right when he trained in Corpus Christi Naval Air Station, met my mother, and after the war went back and got her. Meanwhile, her uncle, Don, worked for um, MacArthur in the Philippines and was captured by the Japanese and spent almost three years in a prisoner of war camp. Wow. And was liberated just before the end of the war by that. Well, they made a movie about it with uh, Benjamin Bratt called The Great Raid. And he was what, Colonel Sotel was his name, and he was my uncle Don. His son, my cousin, he was he was a West Pointer as well, and he uh, carried uh, JFK's casket down the Capitol steps after the funeral. Wow! So a lot of military history in my family, but I'm not one of them. But um, mm-hmm. but what? But when Uncle Don got out of the prisoner of war camp, my mom didn't have any parents; they both passed away at an early age. So he came up to New Jersey, and I got a picture of him in full dress, kind of gaunt walking her down the aisle right after he got out of the prisoner war camp. Wow. So a good story. Could make a movie out of it, really. Wow. And, you know, as uh, we all ought to know, the Japanese prisoner of war camps were savage and brutal. And, uh, you know, we think of the Japanese being such kind and polite and gentle people. Now, uh, World War II, they were the extreme opposite of that uh, in every respect. Yeah, he, he he was in the Bataan Death March, and, uh, well, they, they killed all the guys at the North Camp, and then they were going to the South Camp when they were rescued. They were about to burn them up, too. And uh, Uncle Don passed away when I was a young boy. I used to go visit him in Corpus Christi, but I remember him. He was, you know, he had a lot of, I could tell he couldn't get around very well because he, he'd been beat up and he had malaria. It was, it was sad. He died back in the 60s. I do remember him, and uh, I try to honor his memory and my dad and everybody every Veterans Day by going to the celebrations because um, they all, all three of them, uh, my cousin was in Vietnam also, so they all uh, served World War II in Vietnam, so uh, I, I probably should have joined, but I, I just never did. And, and, uh, but I, I am proud of the service my family uh, gave during those wars. Well, and I uh, just want to call and let you know that. And then, no, I enjoy your show, and I watch Newsmax every night. And uh, me and the wife sit around, and we just laugh and have a good time watching it. Oh, that is great. I'm really happy to hear that. Thank you very much. I was very happy with last night's show. I thought last night's show was yeah. uh, was a cut above. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a strict critic of uh, my own work, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, I'm not always happy with everything that I do. But I was very happy last night. Uh, I, I try to set a high standard, you know. The only thing I saw, uh, Miss Mercedes wasn't there, and I always enjoy her. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, 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 but the crew was uh, it was a good it was good it was a good discussion. It's always enjoyable. It's my last thing because here it comes on uh, Central Time, so we stay up and watch it. Last thing before we hit the sack is watch you and go go to bed happy and laughing. Oh, that is really great to hear. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Give the new Johnny Carson to us. Well, that is that is extremely high praise. That is a that's a wonderful compliment. Thank you very much. I have I have one request before I get off. You need to have a politics and a pint somewhere down south. Dallas is four hours away. Uh, or we're at the stockyards. You ought to have one down this way so all the southern listeners can go see you. We should have one in Natchitoches, Louisiana. I think is where we should have one. It's where they made Steel Magnolias, the movie with Dolly Parton and Sally Field, and all that was made here. No kidding. So it's a beautiful place, huh? Yeah, it's really pretty. Right on the Cane River, it's got beautiful shots, like a little French Quarter to it, and it's safe. And uh, it's an hour below Shreveport, right on the Cane River. And that Christmas festival here is we get thousands and thousands of people for the lights along the river. It's beautiful. It really is. That is wonderful. But, what a great call. Hey, well, good. Well, great talking to you, Chris. I won't keep you any longer, and I'll be listening uh, every day. I usually listen to the afternoon podcast. i got to run down to Alexandria and go to the doctor, so I figured I'd give you a listen live, and I've been meaning to call you, so it's sure a pleasure talking with you, sir. Well, my, the pleasure is all mine, Dave. Thank you very much, and what a great family you have, and uh, what a what a great story. You hear how uh, just copacetic he is. He's, he lives in a happy place, in, a, in an American place, and comes from a great American family, and... and uh, Yes, and tomorrow being uh, Veterans Day, uh, very appropriate that we that we uh, take some time today, and the Marine Corps birthday today too, um, uh, that we take some time to remember and honor our veterans, living and past, and and uh, you know stop to to appreciate the uh, the the greatness of the United States of America, and certainly since World War II. And before as well, but certainly since World War II, when America became the arsenal of democracy and smashed fascism, which is also called the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany, just by the way, and smashed imperialism in, in Asia and, uh, and stood Japan up and stood Germany up after the war and, and allowed them to breathe normally and let them keep their emperor in Japan and, uh, um, you know, and put Germany well, eventually put Germany back together after the Soviet Union rolled over half of it. That created a problem. And we held the Soviet bear at bay for generations, manning the Fulda Gap and beyond. And we won the Cold War. Ronald Wilson Reagan, thank you very much. We are the, uh, the arsenal of democracy. We are the one indispensable nation. We are an extraordinary and we are the, the exceptional nation on the planet Earth. And we are all of those magnificent things because so many American men and women have stood up to defend democracy and freedom and liberty against tyranny. And in this moment in history, we are being called upon, perhaps in an all-new way, to stand for freedom and for liberty and for the United States of America, for our constitutional republic because we are the last best hope and we are that shining city on the hill and we are under assault again very much under assault and you know that brings me to um, <clears throat> to our British friend who I think I'd like to uh, to get to uh, and my best girl introduced me to this this video streaming on Al Gore's amazing internet uh, my best girl is is uh, great. She's one of my best producers, actually. She, uh, well, I mean, given that it's Michael Piercy and and my best girl, that's, you know, that's it. <clears throat> we don't have a staff of dozens here or anything like that. 
It's uh, Michael Piercy and me, and uh, and that's that. Now, British journalist with The Spectator, Douglas Murray, who is an intelligent person and uh, speaking about about Islamism in the United Kingdom, in England, and how they are being uh, overrun and their culture is under assault. And the left, uh, as is the case here, has decided to get into bed with the jihadis, with the Islamists, the most illiberal people perhaps on the face of the planet, probably on the face of the planet. British journalist with The Spectator, Douglas Murray. In the UK... Uh, it's it's different. Our police force behave differently, and policing by consent, and all of these sorts of things. But clearly, they've lost control of the streets. Is it time to send in the army? At some point, probably yes. But if the army will not be sent in, then the public will have to go in, and the public will have to sort this out themselves. And it'll be very, very brutal. It'll be very brutal because there is no re- the soul of England, the soul of Britain, is about to be trampled on very, very visibly by people who are gleeful in their trampling. And they have defaced and defiled all of our holy places. And I think, I know, that the British soul is awakening and stirring with rage at what these people are doing. These people came into our house. Many of them broke into our house illegally. Many of them were never wanted here. And they have come here, they have betrayed all of our attempts at hospitality. They've spat in our faces, and now they want to trample everything we have underfoot. No. No. Quite succinct, I thought. Um, Well, we have to call out the army because of, uh, and he's in the midst of discussing the Islamists. Um, Douglas Murray, the spectator in the United Kingdom, Uh, He was then on the Fox News channel this morning uh, talking about the situation in Britain as well. Oh, my apologies. He's talking about, well, it's it's Hamas and the jihad against Israel and the conflict in Israel. And the Democrats have, uh, and in the left in the UK, saddled up with the radical Islamic terrorists. No other group would put up with this or should put up with this. Israel. No group should put up after a massacre of their people, with students across campuses hounding, not the perpetrators, but the victims, hounding people who look like the victims, who are related to the victims, having mass protests to attack the people who are the victims. Only with the case of Israel and the Jewish people does this occur. And I'm the one positive thing is that there is a great amount of solidarity from around the world Uh, particularly from America, of good, decent Americans who are Jewish and not Jewish, but who stand with Israel this moment and say, in spite of the face of hate that we've seen so much of on the streets of America, primarily America is behind Israel. Yeah, but the left, you see. The left. He summed it up eloquently. And he's talking about how bad it is in Great Britain. He's talking about the military having to be called out because of the mobs in the street. And the politicians are not up to the task at this moment in time. Talking about the military being called up. And if that does not happen, the soul of Britain under assault, he says, then the people of Britain will step up. And that would be brutal, brutal. 
He does not want to see that, but he fears that his culture is being rolled over by people, armies of people, legions of people hostile to his culture. And then he pointed to the United States and he sees the same thing going on here. Reminds me of a great caller we had yesterday, Rummy. If Rummy is listening... Douglas Murray reporting from Israel, also doing spectacular work on television. He's a writer and author, wrote The War on the West, How to Prevail in the Age of Unreason by Douglas Murray. But Douglas Murray reporting on television. And uh, my friend Sebastian Gork and I uh, going back and forth on this, and and uh, Douglas Murray reporting from from Israel with body armor on, and you know uh, talking about well you know the poor Gazans. Well, uh, excuse me, but when they parachuted into the music fest and uh, beat and raped a woman and then murdered her and then dragged her naked body into the Gaza, the crowds came out to kick and spit on her body uh, and to drag her about and and uh, essentially lynch the dead body. And that were the, those were the mobs in the streets that voted, that voted for Hamas to be their political leadership. Um, another extraordinary piece that, uh, again, that my best girl introduced me to today, uh, talked about how the Nazis in the death camps would engage in all sorts of self-destructive behavior and drink their brains out and were suffering from depression and were traumatized by the work that they had to do because of the Socialist Workers' Party. Whereas in Hamas, they celebrate the massacre of the innocents, the torture, the mutilation, the rape, the hostages. They celebrate it. Most Nazis did not. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.